Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. How enchanting it is to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today I thought I might like to show you a particularly interesting section of the shop we don't often look at, but uh, very curious things indeed. If you'll step over here to this uh, corner of the shop, of course, this is our section on medicine. There are various unique and interesting devices used in medical procedures throughout history, but it is over here on this shelf that I thought you might want to take a look at this. These are jars with various limbs, organs, and over here, this one in particular looks like some fetal tissue. All of these preserved to be studied, and it is these early scientists that preserved such things that have led to some of the most remarkable discoveries mankind has ever seen. Curing illness and disease, and maybe even one day, curing death itself. And therein lies the lifeblood of today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the recent film, Birth Rebirth. So Birth Rebirth is a film that I've actually had on my radar for quite some time. Uh, when I do my list at the beginning of the year of movies that I want to check out. And then, of course, uh, throughout the year, kind of recheck this list and, and see what else is coming out. Uh, this is a movie that I heard about uh, was coming out uh, quite early in the year. It actually made Sundance in January of 2023. And in August of this year, mid-August, uh, it had a release in theaters. Now, it didn't play in any theater around where I live. So unfortunately, I did not get to, to watch this in the theaters. But this was a Shudder-produced film. So I knew it was going to be coming out on Shudder. And it did recently come out on Shudder, I believe, late last week. So I was really interested in seeing what this movie was about. It was a, essentially a not a first-time director, but uh, Laura Moss is the director of this. And while she's done a lot of shorts and she did a like a TV series, uh, she's never directed a feature film. So this is her feature film directorial debut. But she's done some some shorts. I know rising up the story of the zombie rights movement is a wonderful like satirical mockumentary that uh, you should check it out it's from back in i think it came out in 2009 you want to check that out she's done some other shorts and things like this but again like i said this is her first feature length directing job and of course she did writing as well she's she's worked in writing she's worked a lot as a production designer and we'll get into my thoughts on the writing and the directing a little bit later but i did really enjoy this movie and i enjoyed the story that she had to tell and i honestly i don't want to get too much into talking about this movie in the non-spoiler section of this because I, I don't want to give anything away. If you don't know anything about this, if you haven't watched a trailer, uh, I don't want to give anything away about this movie. I will say that this 
is very much and inspired by Mary Shelley's Frankenstein type of movie without being a variation on the Frankenstein story. It is kind of that mad scientist type story without being Frankenstein. And of course, we've we've seen a lot of Frankenstein stuff lately. Uh, the Angry Black Girl and Her Monster was a reimagining of the Frankenstein story on Netflix, that Turkish limited series creature, which I started to watch that. I probably got about halfway through. I just, the overdubbed voices are just hard to watch, and it does deviate uh, a bit from the Mary Shelley story uh, for being something that it's supposed to be an adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I enjoy it in some regards, and I don't enjoy it in other regards. So I I may eventually finish uh, Creature on Netflix, but it hasn't been as good as I hoped it would be. But this is not a telling of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like I said, it's, it's very much inspired by that in the spirit of Mary Shelley's story, but it certainly isn't an adaptation of that. And that's what I like about it is you can see hints and tones of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein without it being the Frankenstein story. So I liked that about it. I really love the cast. Uh, Marin Ireland, who plays Rose, and we'll get into her character a little bit later, but uh, she's done, uh, I mean, so many different things from bit parts, like a bit part in I Am Legends. She was in The Dark and the Wicked. She played uh, Rita Billings in the Boogeyman adaptation earlier this year. She was in Why the Last Man, The Umbrella Academy, and uh, season two. Two, I believe. She played the Sissy Cooper character. Uh, a wonderful actress. Uh, I really enjoy her and I really liked her in this. She played this character so well. This character was awkward, socially awkward, but not ever feeling villainous. Never feeling like a bad guy in this. This is a character that is doing what she's doing for all the right reasons. But her like her social awkwardness just makes her very weird and creepy and, and does a wonderful job with this character. The other main character is Celie, played by Judy Reyes. If you're like me, you remember her from Scrubs. But she was also in Smile last year. Also in a ton of other uh, TVs and movies. So, so really cool to see her. And she is wonderful in this as well. It, it's kind of a yin and a yang with these two characters because the Rose character is very cold and awkward and kind of standoffish while the Seely character is very warm and loving and friendly and and to the, see these two characters put together in the circumstances that they are put into was was really kind of interesting because it just really was two polar opposite characters trying to interact and make things happen. Like I said, I'm trying not to be too spoilery, but they both do a wonderful job. Also, Brita Wool plays Emily, a character that it's not a huge character, but the character becomes more important later in the story. And of course, I was glad to see her. Not a not an actress that I have seen in a ton of things that I watch, but she has showed up in a few things over the years. Of course, probably the most notable that I remember her from was Mr. Mer- Mercedes. She played the Lou character. She's also uh, had a, a part in Walking Dead, had a part in Weeds, stuff like that. But it was really nice to see her show up in this. And and she's a, a, a fine actress that uh, I really, like I said, I enjoy seeing her pop up in things from time to time, whether it be movies and television. And then the unsung hero 
of this movie is the young girl, Leela, uh, played by A.J. Lister. She does a really good job because uh, she's a very interesting character. You know, she's a typical little kid doing little kid shit. <laughs> and she can be very sweet. She can be very annoying. Uh, she can, you know, drive you nuts. But then she can be very loving. And then when you get into the bulk of her story, the, the stuff she had to do in this movie was... Uh, stuff that, yeah, I, I'm really surprised they got the performance out of this child playing a character like this. And again, you'll have to figure out what I'm talking about by watching, either watch the movie or hang out with me during the spoiler territory section of this podcast. But yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dick around with this. Uh, if you haven't watched Birth Rebirth on Shudder, go check it out or check it out video on demand if you don't have Shudder. It, it really is. Uh, an interesting story. It's a. It's not a long story. I mean, it is only uh, 98 minutes. So you're talking about just under an hour and 40 minutes. But it is a very slow moving and deliberate movie. I can't even say it's a slow burn because, you know, a slow burn, you expect it to just keep getting bigger and bigger. It's, it's moves slow, but it, it builds to this big crescendo. And you don't get a crescendo with this movie. But that still doesn't mean it's not good. And it still doesn't mean it's not interesting. And it doesn't mean it still doesn't have a, an ending where you're like, oh, wow, where is this going? Where is this going to go after this? It is very much an open-ended ending. So if you have the patience, if you have patience for character development, story development, that weird, creepy feel, it's not a scary movie. And I think there are moments where they probably could have taken this down a more horror path but this is very very much science fiction meets creepy atmospheric horror to a degree but definitely worth a watch it's at least worth an initial viewing so go check it out if you haven't and if you haven't go watch it come back and hear my thoughts on birth rebirth and if you have watched it or you don't care one way or the other you don't think you're going to watch it but you want to hear what it's about anyway because that's just the kind of person you are i can respect that and I appreciate that. So uh, we're going to get into some spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched this from here on out, we are going to have some spoilers. So the movie starts out, as you would expect a movie like this, really getting to know our two main characters, uh, Rose and Celie. Rose, we get to meet her and just the awkward interactions with her lab partner. Of course, she's a doctor and a pathologist at a hospital. She's very standoffish, very cold, and like I said, socially awkward. And, and Marin Ireland plays this, this part so well. And, and she's done very warm and loving characters. Uh, like the sissy in The Umbrella Academy was a very warm and loving character. And then to see her play this, uh, just like I said, very standoffish, cold character was very interesting. And she did it very well. And it was that coldness and that awkwardness that made her kind of creepy. I mean, she never came across as a bad guy or a villain. Uh, she never came across as she's doing this for nefarious purposes. It was always, she just has a very scientific mind. It is almost kind of a, a science versus faith sort of thing where the science is cold and calculated. The faith is warm and, and loving. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm reading a little too much into it, but it just kind of reminds me of that uh, yin and yang. But even that scene where Celie, you know, her daughters come back to life and she claims it's a miracle and, and Rose is like, no, it is science and you know it does kind of have a faith versus science feel to it 
But Merritt Ireland has rose, does a really good job with this. And and the creepiness, any creepiness you get out of this is a lot to do with her performance as this character. Like I said, this cold and calculated and awkward character that you never know exactly the length she's willing to go to to make what she wants happen. And it can lead into some creepy territory. Now, Celie, on the other hand, we get to meet her and her daughter, uh, Leela. And they have a very warm, loving mother-daughter relationship. Uh, they also have a very, not strained relationship, but like any child, you know, children can be bipolar just by nature. One minute they're very loving and sweet. The next minute they're little assholes yelling and crying and, and, and being little jerks. But we get to see this relationship between these two characters, the mother and daughter. And, and you quickly like these two characters you quickly like judy reyes and her character celie which makes it so tragic when all of a sudden just out of nowhere leela contracts uh, bacterial meningitis and before you know it uh, while celie's at work and she can't answer her phone uh her, her phone fell in the toilet in a in a scene that just that was horrific for me because that's like one of my biggest fears is after taking a leak or other <laughs> my phone falling in the toilet and have to fish it out but by the time Celie gets home finds out that her daughter's sick gets back to the hospital uh, her daughter has died and the tragedy of that is just what well, was so heartbreaking because you quickly cared about this mother-daughter relationship and you quickly empathize with the Celie character now if you watch the trailer the next bit about what happens to Leela's body is not a big mystery. If you hadn't watched the trailer, it, it might have been. Although you have to imagine the weird pathologist that they've introduced you to probably had something to do with it. And her constantly bringing this oversized suitcase to work every day. Like, you know, she's taking something home. <laughs> she's, she's raiding somebody's uh, supply closet or raiding bodies or something like that with that huge ass suitcase that uh, she's shoving into her trunk and, and they had that scene where Celie's you know somebody's driving her home and she's driving by and sees her putting this huge ass suitcase in the the trunk of her vehicle but for as slow moving as this movie is and for as long as it takes for it to get where it's going, it actually really sets up how we're getting there quite quickly because you you don't spend too much time. There's not a big mystery, a whodunit investigation as to where Leela's body went. You find out that Rose has her. Celie finds out right away. And that reveal when Celie busts into Rose's apartment and sees her daughter on this life support machine and that her daughter is, in fact, alive now. It was not unexpected. Like I said, if you saw the trailer... You saw all this, but it's like, okay, now we can get going. Now we can get into the nitty gritty of this story. And I like how Celie's like, do you have a pullout? And, and Rose is like, uh, I have a futon. There was actually a lot of really good humor in this, all based around the Rose character and her social awkwardness. Not like you know, ha-ha, knee-slapping, set-up joke punchline. But like I said, in, in the awkwardness of her actions and how she she speaks and just the matter-of-factness and the candor 
uh, of the things she says. There were some moments of humor that were were actually quite enjoyable. But the whole setup is this: is that Rose, uh, she's a pathologist, she's a doctor, but she has been interested since the time she was a, a child in death and regeneration, and she has developed this process in which she can bring things back to life. She has a little potbelly pig that's been alive for two months after it had been dead, and she has now brought Leela back to life. And And the bulk of this movie is that process of continuing to, to bring her back to a normal state, taking her off the life support, uh, while still giving her this serum that's made out of fetal tissue and stem cells, that sort of thing. Getting her to react to things like cartoons, getting her to react to, to verbal cues, to get her to talk. It, it really was a slow burn of trying to, you know, work our way along with Rose and Celie through this process of bringing Leela back to life. And, and I found myself invested in that because I wanted to see were they going to bring her back to a normal state? Was this going to be some sort of like pet cemetery sort of thing where the person that comes back is not the person that died and sometimes dead is better? That sort of situation. I think they leaned into that a little bit because there was that scene where Leela gets out of bed and stabs the potbelly pig with that, that pole from the pig's IV bag. And I thought, oh, this is... This is getting dark. And I really wish they had leaned a little more into that. Because she kills the pig and then nothing is ever really said about it. Not that I wanted this to go into zombie territory or, or like I said, pet cemetery territory where, you know, she, she comes back as a, a murderous, vengeful spirit. I, I don't know if I wanted that, but I, I wanted some sort, you know, you set up a grim and dark tale and you set up a grim and dark story where you have her like maliciously killing this pig uh i, I wanted that to be paid off in some regard and, and they never really did that so I, to me that was a bit of a misstep if you're if you're making this and this isn't necessarily a horror film i mean it leads into leans into horror and horror tropes yeah and bringing people back from the dead but i think this probably leans more into science fiction or or kind of that gray area in between science fiction and horror and where they meet much like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein but i think what this delves into even more so than than horror and more so than you know is this girl the same little girl that died is is she is is there something messed up with her brain or or what have you any any sort of themes like that it, it delves into the morality of it all and it delves into themes of motherhood where you have the rose character who's constantly artificially inseminating herself they had that weird scene where this guy tries to pick her up at a bar and she <laughs> She kind of blows him off, and then all of a sudden, hey, uh, do you want to want me to jerk you off in the bathroom? I mean, what guy's going to say no to that? I mean, come on, we're, we're horrible. We're a horrible representation of the species. But uh, she goes in there and is doing that. It's really very clinical. She doesn't want him looking at her. And and when she, or well, when he finishes, uh, she's sucking it up in this little contraption. And 
artificially inseminating herself so she can impregnate herself and then give herself uh, a homemade abortion so she can get the fetal tissue to create the serum that is bringing Leela back. I mean, the revelation of all that was very interesting. From a science fiction and a horror standpoint, she doesn't really want to be a mother and has no interest in that, but she is worried about her reproductive system when things start going sour with it because, you know, she wants to still be able to make this serum. But then... In, uh, you know, in a turn of events, you know, she becomes very motherly and very matronly to the Leela character once she she comes back to life. And I thought they could have played into that a little more where Leela, after she comes back from the dead, starts looking at Rose as more of her mother than Celie. And, and they could have played into some horror there pitting Rose and Celie against one another, uh, maybe the child manipulating them in some devious sort of kid coming back from the dead way. But they didn't do that, and maybe that's good. Maybe that seemed a little cliche, kid coming back from the dead horror. I, I don't know. But it was very interesting that Rose started to, to act a little more motherly around Leela and when her co-worker brings his kid in and the kid offers her some chocolate, she's very taken aback by this. And she's very nice to the to the co-worker for once, telling them to go have fun at the, the hockey game that they're going to. I can't in good conscience support any movie that glorifies the New York Rangers. But hey, you know what? I'm a bigger man as a Penguins fan, and I, I'll look past that. You know, all kidding aside, it was very interesting to see her actions with kids when she's been so like very cold about motherhood and very cold about being a mother herself to see once she's brought life into the world or, or brought life back into the world so to speak with this uh, those maternal instincts start to to come out and on the flip side Celie becomes a little bit colder because of all this you know in an effort to keep her daughter alive she bends her morals, whether it be the Emily character, uh, Brita Wool, uh, her when her character's brought in and to constantly be fudging the the stats so she can keep coming in and they can get samples of her amniotic fluid. Of course, she's a, she's a pregnant woman to that scene where Celie goes to visit her after she said she's going to go to a different doctor because this this hospital keeps effing up her tests and Celie ends up inducing labor and she ends up you know emily dies while they're cutting the baby out of her so we really get to see this Seely character take a darker turn and it was kind of interesting how you had these two characters that were polar opposites but when push came to shove in varying degrees of where their story goes they kind of do a little bit of a role reversal or at least find a commonality in their character types that that i found very interesting and that scene where you know of course uh they ran out of the serum because rose can no longer conceive because she's given herself too many home abortions Leela dies because she no longer has this serum that's been keeping her alive. And that's why Celie was put into a place where she had to do or she felt she had to do what she did. And that cost Emily her life. And they end up bringing Celie back to life again for a second time. And then the movie ends. And you're left wondering, oh my God, where where did they go from there? What 
It, it left you with so many more questions than it answered, to be quite honest. And like I said, when you have that scene where Leela is killing that pig for no reason, it led it into, this isn't the daughter of Celie that died. You know, it wasn't the sweet little girl. This is something that something different, something happened to her in coming back. And now she's come back again. And yeah, I wanted to know, was this going to get darker? Was this going to become a more horrific story? If we could have let this movie play out for another hour and a half, it left me with so many questions and wanting to see so much more that this story had to tell. Now, to me, that is good and bad. Because it took so long to get where we were going. It took so long to get to the end that we got that it, it almost made me wish that they could have like truncated some of this. You didn't have to spend so much time on the logistics and the scientific aspects of these tests and these serums and, and all of this uh, experimentation. Uh, so to speak. Uh, they spent a lot of time on that. And while it was interesting and it kept me engaged, it did draw this movie out and wasn't terribly exciting. If you're looking for excitement and scares and bumps and, and big things happening, this is not the movie for you. But in doing that, in setting it up to be such a slow-moving movie, it left me wanting some more excitement, and they set it up to where we could have had some. We could have had, like, a more nefarious story. We could have had a more haunting, you know, it was a very haunting story, but we could have had maybe a, a few more chills and a few more scares with the part of the story where Leela is coming back and killing this pig, and, and what else might she have done something horrible to? I wish we would have had a little more time to go down those avenues, and it just didn't happen. It's not that it couldn't have happened, not that they couldn't have done that, but they chose not to. And I get it. Maybe it's not that story. Maybe this is more of a psychological thing. Like I said, it definitely is a very haunting story, a very chilling story. It is a very cerebral and psychological story. Like I said, delving into those themes of motherhood and morality and where the line blurs between what you're willing to do that's right and wrong when your child is on the line. Uh, some very interesting themes that they bring up. And I don't know if I would have liked the movie as much. It might have been scarier had they gone down some of those darker paths of killing and did a more horror-centric story. But maybe I wouldn't have liked it. I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell because I, I did enjoy it for what it was. I just almost wish there was a little more to it. In watching it, I am conflicted between that wanting more, wanting more horror, wanting more of this Leela that came back and killed the pig. I know I keep coming back to that. Uh, I'm, I'm torn between wanting that and liking it and enjoying it just the way it was because it did work on a very cerebral and psychological level that allowed you to wonder about those themes of morality and motherhood and uh, the lines that are blurred between the two when a child is is at stake, when a child's life is at stake. The compromises you're willing to make as a mother or, or a parent uh, in your morality when it comes to keeping your child alive. I don't think you get that complete picture. I think you distract from that if you go into more of a, a horror movie where 
Leela is killing things because she's not quite right after she's come back from the dead. And maybe that was enough. Maybe that scene with her killing the pig is enough to plant the seed in your head as a viewer that maybe things aren't quite right. Maybe they shouldn't be playing God. Maybe, as Stephen King put in Pet Cemetery, maybe dead is better. So this movie definitely... It definitely strikes a weird balance between leaving you with enough and leaving you wanting more. I wanted more, but I don't think I needed more, if that makes any sense. And of course, as I said, the acting was really good. The story was, like I said, it was slow, but it was very well built. While it was slow, and I'm sure there's some people out there that will say boring. I wouldn't say boring. It kept me engaged in what is going on, where are they going to go next, what are they going to do next. It, it kept me engaged. Uh, there was a little bit of gore in it, a little bit of, if you want to call it body horror, so to speak. You, you had that in that, not a ton, but you had enough. And while this wasn't a, a typical bringing people back from the dead type of movie, it wasn't a reanimator, it wasn't Pet Cemetery. it wasn't Night of the Living Dead, it was a very interesting take on a bringing people back from the dead movie. It was a very interesting take on the idea and the essence of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And I think it was those aspects of this movie that really made me enjoy it all the more. And I think the open-ended ending of this was really the way to go because it, it left all those questions you had about where this is going, where it could have gone, where it could be going. It's all still possible. They don't leave you with everything tied up in a nice bow. It leaves you wondering, will Leela kill again when she's brought back to life? It, it does leave you with the, is Leela going to die again? Are they going to bring her back for a third time? How many times is the experiment going to fail and they're just going to keep doing this and torturing this poor child and and speaking of the child which I, I didn't really get a chance to talk about aj lister as leela i thought did a wonderful job because as a kid playing a kid she does a really good job you know she she hits the the sweet notes when she needs to she hits the annoying kid notes when she needs to but really to me her best performance is in her playing this little girl that has come back from the dead not playing it like a zombie, but playing it like something trapped inside of a body that she cannot articulate. She can't speak. Uh, you know, it, it was, she did a really good job. I, I can't imagine some adults being able to pull off what she did because you really felt like this was a child that I believed that she had died and had been brought back and just doesn't have those fine motor skills, doesn't have those those vocalization skills quite yet, and did a really good job, a job beyond her years in this character, Leela, especially, like I said, after she came back from the dead. Uh, I think it was some really brilliant performance on her part, this little girl. So if you haven't watched Birth Rebirth, uh, you can check it out now on Shudder. You can probably also check it out video on demand, but it, it really is an interesting film. Uh, it is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And I think from a writing standpoint and a directing standpoint, I think Laura Moss did a really good job. I'm really interested to see what she does next as a feature film director because she knows how to lean into horror. She knows how to lean into the science fiction of it. She knows how to lean into the emotion of a story like this. 
And when you can take a movie that moves as slow as this and build up and cash in on that emotional capital uh, the way she did, uh, that to me is a, a really good job from a, a writer and director. So I, I really like what she did with this, and I'm really interested to see what she has coming down the road as a writer and a director. But I, I tell you what, if this uh, movie, you get a chance to watch it, I encourage you to do so. Again, not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I think from a standpoint of just how creepy it can be and how haunting it can be and how heartfelt it can be, and from a, a science fiction standpoint that kind of teeters on horror, it really is a good story and really is a good movie and definitely worth at least a watch. So I encourage everyone to go check out Birth Rebirth. You can do that now on Shudder and hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Hopefully it leaves you satisfied but still wanting more like it did with me uh very strange dichotomy there but uh, but i really did enjoy it so i want to thank everyone for listening to my thoughts on birth rebirth you can check out more about what's going on with odds bodkins curiosity shop on our facebook and our instagram page of course we're always posting about horror fantasy and science fiction and what's next with our latest episodes and no matter what you do please follow like subscribe whatever you have to do whatever the platform you're listening to this podcast on right now calls it do that so you can stay on top of all the latest episodes as they drop please leave a review five stars would be awesome but whatever review you leave we always appreciate that and no matter what you do please share this podcast with anyone that you know that loves horror fantasy and science fiction and help spread the word about what we're doing so you know we can build up those numbers and keep doing what we do so until next time Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!